now, Faith, Family, and Freedom with Curtis Bowers. He's a husband, father of nine, former state legislator, entrepreneur, patriot, and the producer of the award-winning film, Agenda, Grinding America Down. Hello, this is Curtis Bowers. I hope you're doing well. What a week we have had. Well, again, this week I am going to play for you the audio from the video from Agenda Weekly. It's called The Coup to Steal the Election, Overthrow Trump, and Take America Down. It's very, very important information. Please listen to it and share it with all you know. And many of you that are faithful podcast listeners, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for your loyalty. But I really encourage you to go to agendaweekly.com and subscribe to what we're doing there. It only costs $5 a month, but you'll get the video interview each week and then a nice condensed highlights of what happened in the news, action items of things you can be doing, and then things you also can be praying about. It's something we're trying to get going and we need more subscribers. And anyway, I'd love you to consider going to agendaweekly.com and checking that out. But here is the audio from the video from this week. I think you'll find it very important and powerful information. God bless you and thank you so much for listening. Hello, I'm Curtis Bowers, and this is Agenda Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got a lot to talk about this week. Yes, we do, Curtis. I'm Joshua Bontrager, and glad to be joining you here. There's so much that has happened. I don't know how we even begin to process this week. I just want to jump right in. What exactly happened in this week's election? What's going on? What are the facts? And what do people need to understand? They need to understand that Trump won the election. It's crystal clear. and There's evidence everywhere. And so what we are seeing right now play out is the Marxist revolution that I've been talking about for many, many years. It's the engineered coup is what's going on. And so we, we have, people need to be aware of that and people need to be plugged in but but we shouldn't be surprised. Okay, we knew since the day Trump was elected in 2016, they've been trying to remove him from office. So this shouldn't be as a, how could this happen? It's been going on for decades, incredible amounts of voter fraud in this country. But they finally, because of technology, been able to perfect the skills and the, the organization through social media and stuff to rally the troops to be able to be influential enough, they can swing a presidential election even when one candidate is supported a thousand times over the other candidate. And that's what's sobering about this. And that's why it's taken so long to count the vote, because the other side didn't know how many votes they were going to need. And they underestimated the Trump turnout. And so they're needing more days to manufacture more votes to keep this thing going. And that's all it is. As I mentioned last week, I've been in 20 states over the last 12 weeks with my travels. And I always drive where I go because I don't like using the airlines. And so I'm driving through cities and towns in 20 different states. So I have a real good feel for what's going on in America. And I'm telling you, I don't care if I was in a liberal state or a conservative state, there would be 20 Trump signs, banners, flags for every one thing for Biden. 
all over the country, liberal states, conservative states. We have never had a pre president more popular with the American people than President Trump ever. Reagan didn't even touch the surface. He was a lot in his time and I loved him. And I was a young man at the time and looked up to him and he was so loved. He wasn't loved a fraction of the way Trump is. No one was was you know, decaling their vehicles with Reagan stickers or none of that was going on. This is a wonderful movement. They know that it is and they realize we have to stop it because he is going to make America great again. That's so important to understand. And there may be those of you watching who are wondering how exactly can this happen? We, we live in America. I thought we have a system of free and fair elections. I want us just to talk about some of, some of the facts here, some of the inconsistencies and um, think about this, consider this. How did the polls get it so wrong this time? And was was that accidental or was it intentional? Yes. Well, we usually have a very short term memory, so we don't remember the polls always get it wrong. And so when you see something 100 percent going the wrong way, you know, it's purposeful because if they were just bad pollsters, didn't have a clue, sometimes it would have fallen for Trump and sometimes it would have fallen for Biden. Isn't that interesting? Not one poll ever gave Trump a bigger lead than he had, or not one. Every single poll was always off in the direction of Biden, which means it's purposeful. It's nothing new. In, in 1980, before the Jimmy Carter Reagan election, I was 15 and I remember it. And the poll showed Carter up by, I believe it was 10 or 12 points the week before the election. And I remember asking my dad about that. I said, is he going to lose? Is Reagan going to lose? And my dad said, no, he's not going to lose. And those people have been lying forever. So that's 40 years ago. My father said, no. And what happened the next week with the election? Reagan won 48 states. <laughs> okay. That's how the polls were off 40 years ago. And they're off today. But here's the three reasons why they are off. They, they accomplished three things. First thing is voter suppression. If you see your candidate is losing by 10 points or more, you're not as motivated to go vote because you realize, oh, it, it doesn't, my little one vote's not going to make a difference. And so you stay home. I mean, the opposite can be true too. I've lived in conservative states where you knew your candidate's going to win, so you're not as motivated to vote. You're like, oh yeah, I guess I should. But, but you're not motivated because you know, I know he's going to win by 20 points. So number two, the thing that it does, it's very key, is it manipulates. And the way it manipulates is we have a huge percentage of our population that is is prone to go with the majority because they just they've been age segregated peer group their whole life in the educational system. And so the peer pressure of wanting to be in and fit in so you don't get teased has caused them to conform. So they know if the polls show Biden up by 15 percent, there's a percentage of the population that are going to vote for Biden because they just wanted to vote for the winner. They wanted to be in the in crowd. And it sounds silly, but it's true. So it, so it also skews things by that. But then thirdly, and that's why it was so off this time when they all the polls should have shown Trump way ahead. Every single one should have because he was. It legitimizes the voter fraud when it happens. 
because they can say, oh, there wasn't voter fraud. All the polls showed for you know months and years ahead of time that, that Biden was going to win. So you, you're, you have no case in your argument that there was voter fraud. We know that he was going to win. You're just a sore loser, and, that, and that's why this happened. So that's the three ways that them doing that is corrupting our election. Just those pollsters being off, especially when it's all of them, and it's skewed in that way is purposefully undermining our election. And there should be some people going to jail for that because that is corrupting the most precious thing we have, our ability to select those who will represent us. That's an excellent point. And the reality is it's not just the pollsters, it's the media and big tech that are enabling uh, this, this narrative and the media continues to proclaim that Biden is marching to victory and Trump is just a sore loser. And why are these efforts so important? They're so important because like the old saying goes, every story sounds true until you hear the other side. They have to silence the other side. As many people know from reading recent articles and in, in publications, over the last four years, 91% of every single mention of Trump, every article on Trump, every story on Trump has been from a negative point of view, 91%. <laughs> I also have to bring you back because again, my goal in this is to give you the perspective to understand who the enemy really is, what they are really trying to do and where they are trying to take us. It's a Marxist revolution. I go back to the 45 current communist goals from the 1950s. Listen to this, if this isn't today. This is them checking off their list. Goal 37, infiltrate and gain control of big business. <laughs> I mean, 60 years ago, we gotta get control of big business because then we'll have the funding and we'll have the ability and the influence to push what we wanna push and get done what we wanna get done. Uh, goal 20, infiltrate the press, <laughs> okay? I mean, get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, and policy-making positions. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. This, this is an agenda that is being checked off, and that's all that it is. And we have to remember that. When the search engines only turn up when you do a search, what they want you to see, they're controlling the information which controls the people. This is total corruption. Google and YouTube and all these Twitters and everything, they are, again, corrupting the process by stopping people from hearing the other side of the story. We're in a spiral going down and we need real information. That's why we started Agenda Weekly. That's why we are doing what we're doing because we realize most of what you get out there, even Fox News, I want you people to understand, Fox News is deadly, and here's why. It's almost more deadly than CNN or any of those because it's giving you half-truth. And as the old saying goes, the blackest of all lies is a lie that's half-truth. And but, the, but if you look over the last 20 years with Fox News, yeah, they got a lot of little good things here and there, and Tucker Carlson and a few good little nuggets, but anytime it's a real big battle, it's a real big cause, it's a real big movement, they're on the wrong side, just like they're on this. 
they're already talking about, yeah, it looks like Biden's probably going to win this thing and blah, 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 instead of, wait a minute, we need to investigate this. This doesn't make sense. I mean, they were the ones to call Arizona before they called Florida when it was so close <laughs> and Florida wasn't. It just, so we have to know that we can't be deceived. We can't ever have blind allegiance to anything. We as conservatives, as Christians are about truth and that's all we are about. And so we're always digging, looking, searching for truth. And when we find truth that has been perverted slightly, we know that is the most evil error of all. And we have to stand against it and keep educating those around us because it's so, so vital. Astounding how Trump appeared to have a solid lead in swing states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and North Carolina on election night. And then, yeah. and then we all went to bed. <laughs> We woke up and the whole momentum had changed, even though they said we're not going to be counting votes overnight. What are they doing? And they were buying themselves more time to, to fabricate more votes to keep swinging it because they, they realized we are in trouble. The, the, the landslide of Trump votes are coming in. We didn't have enough fraudulent votes to begin with, but that's why they wanted the mail-in ballots. They wanted all the drop boxes for ballots. So they knew and they wanted the leeway there. That's why they fought to get, oh, no, no, they just have to be postmarked or whatever by election day, but they have a week or have a different level at different states, but you have more time. They, they were strategically planning for this outcome. Just in case he has more votes than we've already skewed, we need to buy ourselves some legitimate time. Why are all these states still, <laughs> we're almost four days from the election and we don't know who won yet? What are they talking about? And it's just rotten to the core. The video we had last week, I hope you watched it from Project Veritas. We're just, just one guy, James O'Keefe, he's a friend of mine. He does undercover camera work. But just in one county by one person in Texas, watch the video. You'll see a lady said, I have 5,000 votes. And she was selling them. And she'd have been doing this for many election cycles. She said, I have the chief justice of our Supreme Court in Texas in my back pocket and on and on. And that's real thing on hidden camera, real people talking. And all she wanted from him is $72,000 cash and she would give him 5,000 votes. And it's, it's unfortunate when our electoral system is for sale to the highest bidder, but it is. And the George Soros's and the hundreds of people like him are happy to funnel the money to those people to buy the votes to get the outcome that they want. And that's where we are today. Just a few important facts here. In Philadelphia, a judge ruled to allow observers from the Trump campaign to watch the, the ballot counting process, but the sheriff wouldn't let these observers in. In Nevada, one Trump observer told how he was not let in to watch the ballots being counted. In Michigan, they had to block windows to keep observers from watching the counting process. And we have to ask ourselves, why do people do something like this unless they have something to hide? Exactly, and you do not run and hide when you're not guilty. You don't cover the windows when you're not doing anything corrupt. You don't bring secret boxes in in the middle of the night to voting booths and little radio flyer wagons if everything's above boards. 
it's clearly corrupt to the core and we've got to stand behind Trump and push back in whatever way we can because if they can steal this election, I think we're going to talk more about that in a minute, um, it means so much more than most of us can imagine. And we are literally only scratching the surface. We could talk about what happened in Arizona, where voters were given Sharpies to fill out their ballots. And now there are many voters claiming that their ballots weren't properly processed. And we could talk about in Milwaukee, where seven voting wards had more votes than registered voters. And that's, that's a state where I, I think as of right now, they're saying that Biden won by about 20,000 votes. So just some, some really shady things are going on all across the board. That's right. No, and, but we've, we've known the capability is there for a long time. Not only the voter fraud things, but the hacking of the voting machines. That's been talked about and exposed many times that yes, people with the computer skills necessary can hack these machines and then change the tallies inside of them. I remember watching a video about, oh, it's been years ago, but it was over in England and there was a court case where they were dealing with this voter fraud through electronic uh, machines and the judge was grilling the software company designers and, and saying, can you create a software that skews a vote, skews the votes in a voting machine? Can you do that? Or when, regardless of how people vote, you can add extra ones to the other person. Can, can you do that? And he said, yes, we can. And then the judge asked a really, really key question. He said, can you do that in such a way where if someone was to examine the program or the computer, they would not know it had been done. And he, he didn't even want to answer it. He turned to his lawyer for a few minutes and he finally said, yes, we can. He said, what we can do, and the judge asked him to explain, we can create a software program that will give every extra third or fourth vote to one person. But then when it's done counting the votes, it eats up that those lines of code in the program, where then even if you were to inspect the program and the computer and everything, you would not know it ever did that. And it's permanently removed from the system. And that was several years ago. So that's why we need, this is a separate issue, but we need to always fight for paper ballots every election, county, city, state, federal, every time. So there's always a physical trail of, of ballots we can touch, we can count, we can go through, and we can verify. Because even the voting machines, through being hacked or through corrupt software designers, can be you know, rigged to not report the proper results. And that's, I mean, that's deadly. And you don't think there's money in that? Whoever gets the right to come up with the programs to write the software that counts our votes. Are you kidding? It's just asking for corruption to come in and pervert it. I mean, it's just it's just begging that. Because if you can control an election, like we're going to find out over the next month or so, then a people are finished. I, in fact, I want to bring up right now, if I could, Josh, a great quote. I'll tell you the quote and then you guess in your mind who it's from. 
It is enough that the people know there was an election. The people who cast the votes decide nothing. The people who count the votes decide everything. That's exactly what happened. And that was by Joseph Stalin. This has been the, the marching orders of the left for a long, long time. Always want to have an election so people feel they were free to choose and maybe it didn't go their way this time, but hopefully next time it's this game. But they know we don't care who casts the votes. We care who counts the votes. And that's what has happened in 2020. One more question on this because I think it's hard for Americans to grasp how evil these people actually are. Uh, are there Americans who are capable of perpetrating something like this? Those of you that might think that, or that might enter your mind, how, how could anybody do this? Um, you're being naive to think that everyone thinks like you do. You have to understand, I've read Marxist books since I was 12 years old. So I understand how they think and how they do what they do. There is no morality. If anything gets you what you want, it is moral. That is their code of ethics. That is what they believe is right and true. So anything, what, look at the slaughter that happened in the 20th century by these very people, Marxist. They get power by any means necessary. And we just have to, to be aware of that. Again, this is a war. This is not a political debate. It is, we're at a war for our country. And when you engage in a battle, in a war, there's different rules of engagement. And we have to gear our mind up to realize we have to fight at a different level. Because if we are not able to win these things, we are going to be fighting on the streets. And no one likes to hear that. No one likes to talk about that. I don't like to. But it's a fact because I know where they are taking us. And anyone that studied this knows where they are taking us. And it's to the brave new world. And it is so dangerous and so deadly and so totalitarian and evil. It's, it's hard for the average mind to even comprehend because we don't think like that. But if you'd studied communism and seen what they did in the countries they took over, and the slaughter and the torture and the abuse and the, the stuff that's unthinkable, you realize, oh my goodness, these people are monsters and they're totally different than anyone I've ever even known in my life. And they are. So you must know that because that is who they are. So Curtis, I know people hear the term Marxist, but I think it's so important that we understand these Marxists are the ones at the top of the Democratic Party ticket. We're talking about Joe Biden and especially Kamala Harris. What is so deadly about those two, what do they believe? What are their connections? And what's in store for America if they take power? They're all about one thing, a new world order. Like we talked about in last week about the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset in that conference that's coming up in January, the Great Reset for the World. If Biden is president at that time, and we'll get more into it at that time, we're going to head in a completely different direction on a path you cannot come back down. Um, it's a one-way street. And he's already told us the Second Amendment, no, that's not legitimate. So we're, we're going down that road. And when you go down that road, you're in trouble. 
he said his top priority was to pa pass the Equality Act, okay, which forces churches to bend the knee to every immorality imaginable. They have to hire homosexuals. They have to hire transgender. They have to, to have an equal proportion of them in their leadership positions. That's what the John Piper and other evangelical leaders, they don't have a clue. That's what they fought for by being so ignorant to try to undermine and stop people from voting for Trump. A man they thought was prideful. Well, instead, they're going to get the Gestapo at the door of their churches saying, you must have homosexual deacons and transgender elders. You must, or we will close you down. That's the result of the foolish ideas of the current evangelical church that's led by such pathetic world pleasers. And Biden, we know from just <laughs> the last several years in the, the Hunter Biden scandal, he has totally been compromised by Russia and Red China. Red China will have an ally, not just an ally, they will have a stooge in the White House, Kamala Harris. There's something that I saw someone talk about on the internet and I thought, oh, I didn't know if it was real at first. But then I said, I need to check into that. This is from a trusted liberal source, Wikipedia. Do you know the Biden-Harris campaign sign? As you're looking at that picture on the screen, do you see the three red banners on there? Those are purposeful. Those are not just a clever marketing design. By even Wikipedia here, it tells you what the three red banners stand for. It says, the three red banners was an ideological slogan in the late 50s, which called on the Chinese people to build a socialist state. Kamala Harris is a Maoist and she has been influenced. If you look at the main influencers in her life, they were all Maoist. What's a Maoist? A Maoist is someone that believed in Chairman Mao of Red China. Yeah, the same Chairman Mao that slaughtered between 60 and 80 million of his own people. The same Chairman Mao that when David Rockefeller went over to, to China in the early 70s and came back, he wrote an editorial opinion to the New York Times and said, whatever Chairman Mao had to do, to get what he has created there, it has been well worth it. And it is the model for the world. China has always been the model for the world. But listen to this more about the three red banners. And if this is from Wikipedia. This isn't some conservative news source. The general line directed the Chinese people. So the general point of the three red banners was this. And it's exactly where the Democratic Party is taking us today. Here it was. It was to quote, go all out, aim high, and build socialism with greater, faster, better, and more economical results, unquote. Here's their analysis. By the end of 1958, nearly all Chinese peasants had been organized into communes, averaging 5,000 households each. <laughs> Communism. All privately owned property was taken and people were not allowed to cook their own food. <laughs> they weren't allowed to cook their own food. That's the kind of control they like. And instead, they ate in the communal dining halls. And amazingly then, 
Even Wikipedia tells us what was the result of that when we tried to build a socialist society quickly and we forced people to give up their private property and come live together in communes and enjoy communism and eat together and everything. What was the result? And it says this, and I'm shocked this is still in there. The, the leap instead of creating that paradise they'd hoped for resulted in economic destruction and tens of millions of famine deaths. That's what Wikipedia said about it. That's where we're going today in America with Biden and Harris. Communism is the dominant philosophy in our world. And when you put a pro-communist president in the White House, the only country left to stand against this, you're going to get a communist world quicker than you can believe. And so I tell you all that for a couple of reasons. To think that these Marxist ideologues are bound by election integrity is nutty, <laughs> okay? They could care less. They actually enjoy corrupting and perverting and destroying things. So it's more joy to them if they can corrupt election and win fraudulently than if they could win it legitimately. It's not as much joy if you did it legitimately. They love that. There's a great book you ought to read if you haven't. It's called Marx and Satan by Richard Wormbrandt, who was a missionary behind the Iron Curtain, was in communist prisons in Romania and elsewhere for years and years, tortured and beaten for Christ. And in that book, he, he exposes you, to you the real Karl Marx, who was just a stooge of Satan and what his real agenda was, which is total destruction. Marx himself said, I want to walk through the world and the ruins of the world and look about as if I am the great destroyer. He, his goal with Marxism was to destroy everything. It wasn't to build a paradise on earth. It wasn't the, for just a utopia and a wonderful thing. It was for destruction. That's all it was about. That's all it's ever been about. And you just have to keep reminding yourself of that and that the Democratic Party today is the headquarter and the leading group of this Marxist infiltration through Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all the other communistic organizations throughout America. It's not a puppet, it's the puppet master. And we have to understand that. And if I can just add one thing in there, that goal of Karl Marx sounds similar to what the Bible says in John 10, the thief cometh not but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. That's all it's about. I mean, this is a satanic agenda. And so but in Ephesians 6, the Bible tells us, hey, you wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle. And demonic forces are behind the communistic Marxist movement because it loves death, it loves destruction, and it loves perverting everything to be the opposite of the way God designed it to be. So it's it's destruction of God's authority on earth from their point of view. They're trying to destroy the structures he put in place. That's why they're against the family. That's why they hate the church. And that's why they want to destroy the state and make it something that is abusing the people instead of just protecting the people's rights like it's supposed to. So yeah, we have to know these things. Otherwise, we're completely in confusion and chaos and we're not very effective at fighting it. Curtis, let's talk about some of the other things that happened in this election, the good, the bad, the ugly. 
first of all, what were some of the good trends and the positive developments on November 3rd? Well, again, the one of them was the pollsters were all exposed again for the liars that they are. And that, that's a good thing where people lose more and more confidence in the media. So hopefully they'll stop listening so much to the media. So that can be a positive thing. We also found out, which I think is a real encouragement, there's over 70 million people on our side. What side is that? A side that wants to make America great again. A side that wants to put America first and wants to adhere to biblical principles in, in standing for what's right and in, in protecting the innocents. I don't know, that, that, was, that really lifted my spirits and, and I hope it does yours too. You're not alone. I tried to tell you that last week and I'll always tell you that. Um, if you don't get to travel, you might not know that as much, but you're not alone. 70 plus million people came out and said, we want Donald Trump to be our president. And what does that mean? He's a president that's pro-life, the most pro-life we've ever had. He is trying to restore law and order. He's trying to do things justly. He's trying his best to do things the right way. That, that's an encouragement. Another thing is we were able to hold the Senate and gain more seats in the House. So even at the federal level, if they, this coup is successful and, and Biden is able to steal the presidency, they're going to have a harder time getting things done. And the Supreme Court, thankfully, is a little more our direction, hopefully, Lord willing. And so we'll have some stop measures there to try to hold back all the things they're going to try to do. So that's a blessing. Also, I thought, again, God does things so different than we do them. I thought, is there a chance God allowed this fraud to succeed, even though he hates corruption? Because he knew ultimately that would be more of an answer to our prayers than letting Trump get in again. And I know you're thinking, how could that be possible? Maybe God knows we're getting ready to have an economic collapse like we've never seen before. And he knew, I'm going to have Biden, I'm going to have his little scheme backfire on them. They're going to get into office and the, the house of cards is going to come down and people are going to say, we never want Democrats in there again. They've wrecked everything. It's possible. I just thought through different scenarios. I know God knows what he is doing. I think every four years, it's a great chance for you to look at whatever state you live in and look at the presidential results. How many people voted for freedom and liberty? How many voted for tyranny and Marxism? And so you know where your state is. Is it getting more conservative or is it getting more liberal? It, it kind of gives you a good barometer on the country. And we need to congregate more and more in the states that want freedom so that we'll be in the majority there and we will be able to encourage our governors, our legislatures, our city council members, our sheriffs to say, you know what? we're going to declare our place a sanctuary area where their gun laws, their Green New Deals, they, they're not valid here. We are, the left has used the sanctuary city to defile federal law over and over again. We can use it to say, no, thank you. It's illegitimate what you're saying to do. And in our state of Alabama or wherever the state may be, we are not submitting to that. We will always have the right to bear arms because that is a God-given right that cannot be infringed upon and we will not get rid of gas-powered cars and we will not do this and we will not do that and we just stand up and we have to do that. 
And if they cut federal funding, then we cut our federal taxes to the federal government. Whatever we have to do, we have to be ready to act and be adapting to what's going on and be active and be sacrificial because it is serious what is going on. Let's talk about the negative developments to be aware of. So many things, more states legalizing drugs. The marijuana just in the 1990s in America had 4% of the THC, the, 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 the chemical that makes you high and starts to damage your brain. Today, it's up as high as 80% the marijuana they're manufacturing. So this has become a hardcore, deadly drug that is destroying the minds of our young people. The mind is not fully developed until you're 25 years of age. And so when you use drugs or alcohol before that point, it permanently damages the brain. It doesn't allow it to finish developing like it should. And that is, we're starting to see in the states that have legalized marijuana years ago, we're starting to see the devastation in the mental illness cases and then the suicide rates and in the just the troubled people that are out there, um, especially those that were young and started using these drugs before they were 25. So the more states that legalize that, it's just devastating to our country. And on that note, Oregon went as far as to legalize all illicit drugs. 20 years ago when they were trying to legalize marijuana, we said, no, you, it won't ever stop there. Because just like everything else in life, you need a little bit more the longer you're in it to get the same high that you had before. A lot of people start drinking beer when they're young. You know, it's fun and games. But if anyone that started drinking young, if you see them at 50 years old drinking, they're usually not drinking beer anymore. A lot of the times it's, it's liquor. It's harder stuff because they need more of that alcohol to get the same feeling they had earlier on. And drugs are the same way. It's just a gateway drug. You, you can use marijuana for a few years, but slowly it doesn't have quite the same kick, even though now they're boosting it up where it is a high powered drug. It's not some mild thing like some people would argue 20, 30, 40 years ago. And so as, as we do this, you're gonna see more and more states, the longer they've had marijuana legally allowed, they're gonna have to, oh, well now we gotta allow heroin and now we gotta allow crack cocaine. And now they're gonna have to because once people get an appetite and addiction to drugs, they need more and more and more. 30% of young people in the state of Colorado, where it's legal, have said in a recent survey, they've used marijuana in the last 30 days. 30% of the young people. We're, we're on a road that leads to destruction. And so that was a very sad thing to see because so many people naively think, well, it's not that big a deal. It's a huge deal. You destroy the minds of your young people, you're finished as a country. Colorado passed a resolution to give electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote. 15 states have already passed similar resolutions. Essentially, uh, this, this wouldn't go into effect until enough states that total 270 electoral votes. But this is where America is headed. The New York Times saying that regardless of who wins, the Electoral College needs to go. What really is America and why is that important to liberty and freedom? Yes, and a lot of you listening to this might know some of this, but it's important to listen to it again, to be reminded of who we are as a people. 
Because if they're able to change who we are without officially changing it, just making us believe in our minds that we're a democracy, then it gives them the same power as if we are a democracy, even though we're not. Real briefly, a democracy, of course, is mob rule. It's the people are the leaders of the country. And so that sounds, doesn't sound too bad, except if people are leading, the, the majority is leading, then they are over the minority. So instead of a dictator of a few people or one person like a monarchy or an oligarchy, you just have the majority that's over you, but there still can be tyrannical. And so we, if we don't want a democracy, our founders over and over again, James Madison, here's just one quote on him. He said, democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of property. Um, he said, it's, they're a nightmare and there are so many founders that talked about a democracy, even though everyone calls our country a democracy. Every conservative leader, every liberal leader, and we're not. Because here's what happens in a democracy. When 51% of the people want something, they get it. So if 51% of the people say we want slavery, they can institute slavery. See, the Republic is what we have, and it's so different because it's not ruled by the people. It's ruled by laws. And so, yes, we use a democratic process to elect our representatives, but then they are bound by the law of the land, the Constitution and the Declaration, so they can only do what it allows them to do. They can't just do anything. Even if 95% of Americans say, we want slaves again, They'd look over and say, well, no, all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So he realized you can't do that because that breaks the law of the land. And so a republic is wonderful because everyone is supposed to be constrained by the law. And that's the only kind of government that is successful in giving liberty to everyone. And that's why America has been so successful. A democracy, it's just mob rule. So you still have tyranny, but it's just tyranny of the majority over the minority. And so it's still evil to the core. We don't want that. We want a republic. And here's a, just a side note on that that's important. If Biden is able to steal the election and get in there, and they say, hey, you know what? We're going to have a constitutional convention and take out the Second Amendment. See, in a republic, they can't do that. You can't even change the law of the land. You can add to it and give the people more liberties, but you can't take away the ones that have already been identified as God-given rights. Those can't be hampered. It doesn't matter if 99% of the people say, we don't think people should be able to own firearms. It doesn't matter in a republic. Sorry, <laughs> it's a God-given right, and I will have my firearm. You have no authority to take it from me, and they don't. And so that's what's so wonderful about a republic. So, but if people don't know that, if people think we have a democracy, when they go and do that, and 55% of Americans say, we don't think people should be able to own guns because of violence and guns kill so many people and they're so evil and they're so horrible. Guess what? They'll say, okay, we're, we're rounding up the guns because they've led people to believe it's a democracy. And if simply the majority wants it, then they get it. That's what they're saying about the election. Last couple elections, the Democrats have had more votes than the Republican. But our 
founders were brilliant to go, wait a minute, if you just go as a democracy, even in the voting, then all the big states are going to have all the power and the little states won't have any. They won't, they'll be the minority that's totally abused and misrepresented. And so we can't have that. We have to have a system where all the states matter and all the states have a say in what happens to them. And that's why they came up with the Electoral College. And as you can look at a map of even this 2020 election or go back to 2016, look at the, the county map of America during the election. 90% of the land mass of America was behind President Trump and only 10% was for Hillary. I mean, that's why they, it's a genius way to make sure everyone always has a say in what happens to them. And democracy is just a horrible beast that abuses the people just as much as a totalitarian dictatorship does, but it does it under the guise that it's just because the majority of people wanted it. And we want nothing to do with that, but we need to educate others on that because if they believe that is true, when they start doing these things, they won't stand up against them. They'll say, well, the majority of people want it. So I guess that's what we have to do. As Ben Franklin said, a democracy is two wolves and a lamb building on what to have for dinner. So there you have it. <laughs> that's right. Good old Ben Franklin had a great that's sense right. of humor. So moving on to another trend, the squad just gained a fifth member, Corey Bush from Missouri and she was elected to the U.S. House. She is a radical Black Lives Matter activist, and now she's in Congress. We're gonna see more and more of that because our young people have been raised by the Marxists in the K through 12 schools and in the colleges and universities. And as I've said before, and you'll hear me say a thousand times, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. They knew that, that's why that was their first battlefield is the rewriting of history and, and education and taking over the educational institutions because they knew, hey, if we can just raise a generation or two of children, they'll be on our side. And then we, we win, you lose. <laughs> and they knew that and we didn't. And we need to repent of that, that we gave our children to those that hate everything our life is about to raise. And then they were taken from us and turned against us. Who is destroying our country right now? Who's burning our country down? Our children are. Yes, they're being coerced and organized and hyped up by these Marxist groups that are very strategic and knowing how to manipulate people. But they wouldn't even be out there if they'd received a good education where they were thinkers, they were debaters, they were understanding truth and error, they knew about America, they knew who we really are, none of this would be happening. So education is the key thing that has allowed this to collapse. Because a lot of people are asking that, I'm getting emails, how has this happened? It's because they raised our children and that's where we are today. Seems like our nation is incredibly divided and we saw as you mentioned the divide between a few blue counties and a bunch of red counties the divide between urban and rural the divide between blue states and red states where is that headed and what does that portend for the future of america 
Well, we'll get more into this as over the next weeks and months as we see what happens with this election and if they were really able to steal it without any consequences. If they are able to do that, and again, we'll talk more about it then. I can't get into it all now. We are in a real serious situation and we are going to be either at a civil war or going to have to break off part of America. We, I know that sounds crazy, but that'll be our only option because these people aren't going away. And guess what? They're still educating your grandchildren and your children, and they're still in control of Hollywood and the media and big tech and big business. And so this is not going anywhere. And I know that's, that's sobering to say, it's discouraging to say, it's disheartening, but it's the truth. <laughs> and we got to not you know, lie to ourselves. Oh, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. And so we'll have to get very strategic. If that happens, if, okay, what do we do? We might literally start having to exodus out of the liberal states into the conservative states and start really electing people that will say, we are seceding from this thing. We are not doing this anymore because there's no way to ever have a 50 unified states again. That's a sobering reality you have to realize. And I'm, I'm sure you probably do. That will never happen again. It's not an option, not a possibility. And so because of that, we have to go to a plan B or C, but we need to start down that road. If we just stay on the ship like the Titanic, when you know it's hit an iceberg and you know it's sinking and you don't get on the lifeboats because you think, well, everything will be okay, that's very foolish to do. And that's what we would be doing if we don't start engaging the people to consider and to start acting in a different way. But that we'll deal with that again more as the weeks and months unfold here. But, but this is really, really serious. So much more. I know everyone said that for so long, but it's so much more than it's ever been before. And it even sobers me because I have nine children and grandchildren, and I just know the world we're going into if we're not able to stop this with God's help or be able to get off by ourselves in a, a different community, you know, or a different state where it breaks off or something, we're going to live in a totalitarian country. And that's not fun. It, it's a horrible thing. But, you know, we, we can't lose hope. We just have to keep one day at a time being faithful. What steps can they take to push back? Because all is not lost. Um, Joe Biden isn't our president yet. Donald Trump is pushing back against fraud. He has an excellent team of lawyers. And I think the American people are waking up. There are thousands, probably millions who understand exactly what is going on. And we should be encouraged by that. So what, what words of hope and action would you give our audience today? Yes, again, we, you've, you've got 70 plus million people thinking just like you're thinking and, it, and, it, and fired up and go, we gotta do something. So that's so wonderful. That is, that's gonna really solidify this movement into a force that's gonna be very powerful in this country. So that's a blessing. We need to you know, get on Trump's Twitter account or email list. So if he has things that we can do that would be a blessing to this, what's going on, we need to be doing those things. If there's rallies in your area to show support so they see, okay, this thing's not going away, that's a great thing to do. If you live in some of the states like Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, 
Pennsylvania, or North Carolina, any of those six states, or no people that live there, we need to engage the idea and find out if it's legal for those legislatures where they know there was corruption to when they do their um, electoral votes to vote for Trump anyway, even though the vote looked like it went to Biden, when they know it was corruptly done that way, where they cast the vote for Trump anyway. And, and do that. And we need to look into that. I know a lot of people are doing that right now, but that's something we can do if we live in those states or know people that live in those states, have them start calling their representatives and saying, I want you to, to, to do whatever you need to do to get us to be able to give our electoral votes to Trump instead of Biden, because you know, as everybody knows, this election has been stolen. It was not the will of the people. So that's, that's a great thing to do. But I want you to get the mindset to be a fighter. I mean, we're engaged. We're not, we're so used to laying down because our leaders have always been such pathetic people. George W. Bush is there, okay, whatever. And, and you know, we've just had such pathetic leaders for so long, but we have one now that has courage and is a fighter to the end. And we gotta be behind him. We need to be praying for him. We need to be praying that God will expose the lies and the deceit and the fraud. And then we need to be ready to act. Anything we can do, if they need funding, donate to the cause of, of helping solve this. If they need rallies and support, be there. If they need you to write emails or letters or call congressmen or whatever, we just need to be ready and not gonna lay down on this thing. We need to stand up and fight for our country because it is literally on the line. The picture I'm putting up on the screen right now, do you see it? That is a picture from a Black Lives Matter rally just a day or so ago. Do you see the banner they're holding up? America is over. Do you, do you understand? They understand what they are doing. America is over. That is their goal. That is the entire goal of this movement. And the Democrats are totally behind Black Lives Matter and all these radical groups. That is the goal of the Democratic Party and all these leftists, America is over. They wanna be able to say that as soon as possible and then create the utopia they've always dreamed of, just like Mao did and Stalin and Castro and all the other dictators in history. Yeah, they really created a utopia all right. And we gotta stand and fight. So I just encourage you to do that. Also, a couple last things on action. Whether you're a Christian or not, I want you to get out the Bible in your home, you, you all have it, and read the book of Esther. It's an incredible story of deception, deceit, and, and incredible things that happened and how God turned it around and took the evil and used it for good. He can do that with this too. And so, but we need to do that as we, we read and we fast and pray. This Sunday also, we are gonna fast as a family and people we know, we're gonna fast and pray that God will have mercy on us and that he will allow the evil to be exposed and Trump can be reelected to give us four more years to fight for truth and liberty. And so I encourage you to do that. Maybe you haven't done that before, but if you're doing it, we need to all do it in a spirit of repentance because we need to analyze our own lives and look, what have I done to be part of this problem and, and repent of that. If your children and grandchildren, and I know many of it, that's the case because as I travel the country, 
at the Tea Party groups and the conservative meetings and stuff, so many people come up to me and say, my children, were, were they're lost to the other side. I didn't know the educational system was destroying them. I didn't know that was going on. But, but we need to repent of those things. God, I'm sorry for not protecting my children more and my grandchildren. Forgive me. And when you ask for forgiveness, it's gone. But then, God, would you help me win back the next generation? Would you help me to have influence? Would you have mercy on us just because you are merciful? Because he is. And you'd be surprised. You get millions of people doing that. God listens. And God is happy to pull back the judgment that we deserve because we did give our children to the other side to indoctrinate and destroy. But he's so merciful and so forgiving and so loving. I could picture him just having some big scandal come out and turn the thing back or whatever he wants to do. But be faithful, be encouraged, and, and just be looking for things you can do right where you are to make a difference. I don't even know what they are right now. Things are changing so fast. Things are just... Uh, catapulting forward in, in a way that we're like, well, where are we going? What's going on? And so we're in uncharted territory, but just, just be faithful right where you are. And I also have something for you this week that we normally don't have, a, 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 a scripture to memorize. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't be fearful. Have the powerful spirit of love and action and ability to love your neighbor by standing for the truth, even if it's sacrificial. But we need to memorize that. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Thank you so much for listening. Please encourage others to subscribe and be part of what we're doing here so we can continue to do it and build up the influence of this. I think it's so important with all the lies and half-truths that are floating around that things like this are broadly distributed so people understand the times and what's going on. But we're grateful for you, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next week. Thank you, Curtis, and I encourage you all to remember we do serve a big God, a powerful God, we can take refuge in that. Please send any questions or comments you have to editor at agendaweekly.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you and God bless America. Bye-bye.